For those of you listening in for the first time or are new to the She Sells 2 network, we are Jenny and Ellen and we started She Sells 2 to empower women in sales. In this cross-Atlantic podcast with Ellen in Dublin and Jenny in Toronto, we're looking to empower women out there in sales to be their absolute best. In this podcast, we'll be sharing stories, tips and tricks, best practices, and the learnings we're getting along the way. Hi everyone, Jenny here. In this episode, I meet with Taylor Jones, who is currently working at Salesforce as a BDR manager. We discuss how she got into sales, why she founded her own company, Black Arrow, and where she is mentoring uh, sales professionals in the tech space. And last but not least, uh, she recently started a part-time role as a professor at George College Brown to share more about sales as a profession with the students. Hope you enjoy, and as always, give us a follow on LinkedIn and Instagram. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the She Sells 2 podcast. Um, today, we're lucky to have Taylor with us, and she is currently working as a BDR manager at Salesforce. And we're just so excited to have you on the show, Taylor. Uh, would you mind just kicking us off and sharing a little bit more about yourself and what's what, how, what got you into sales? Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks so much for having me today. A little bit about me. So um, as you mentioned, I'm a sales leader as well as a sales consultant here in the technology space in Toronto. Like many people who work in sales, I, I accidentally fell into it. Yeah, so I was Kind of my backstory is I was finishing my final year of my Bachelor of Science. I was working part-time at an optometry office, and I just received my acceptance into optometry school. Very different from sales and where I am today. Yeah. But at, uh, at that moment, I wasn't 100% convinced that I wanted to be an optometrist for the rest of my life. So I had deferred my acceptance to optometry school. And, and honestly, what I did is I went into Google, and I Googled business science jobs. Um, if you can believe it, and uh, a role came up at a small pharmaceutical company for a business analyst role, um, which was kind of more of a marketing coordinator mixed with a business development representative role, as we would know it today. And I just applied for the job. So that's kind of how I fell into it. And a few months into that role, I quickly moved into an account executive role, selling um, some IV drugs in hospitals across the U.S. And although I quickly learned that that specific role wasn't for me, there were many aspects of it that I, I really, truly loved. And, uh, and kind of that's what led me to where I am today. I, I eventually learned about the startup and technology space in Toronto and have been in love with sales in the industry ever since. Wow. That is a very different start to your career as well. That's really impressive. And when I spoke to you a few weeks ago, you shared uh, you, just your fantastic story from like studying science at university, just parts of what you just shared now as well. And, and, and just to leading a sales team at Salesforce where you are today. So would you just mind telling us a little bit more about just your journey in general there? Yeah, so kind of to continue with the story I, I just told there, once I discovered the technology space here in Toronto, I started you know, in an SDR role like everybody else, and I slowly worked my way up through the sales ranks, um, starting from inbound SDR or sales development, um, and then moved through various account executive roles, ra ranging from medium to enterprise sales. And then I continued into business development and account executive management when I really discovered my passion for training and development. And, and that's kind of my, my short journey here in sales and in technology. 
Wow. Yeah, no, it's a, it's incredible to hear that someone who was interested in more like science topics and studying that at university, basically gone and like changed your whole perspective of like your whole line of like business, where are you going down your career path, all of those things. And I think it's something that we notice a lot of uh, when we, when we speak to women like yourselves, just in terms of that we, we come across a lot of people that were so certain that they were going to go into a specific line of business uh, or like they were going to be a lawyer or they were going to be working in a lab or anything like that. But then somehow they stumble across their first sales role and they kind of just never left, if that makes sense. And I think that's a great learning for us all, just like in terms of that. Yeah, just like a lot of people haven't thought about sales at all. But then when you start working in it, it just kind of you don't want to leave, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I think um, sales is something I never knew of as a career when I was growing up. And um, I probably should have listened to my mom when she told me when I was growing up that I should go into business. Yeah. And I was so set on science because that's what I excelled at in school. And you don't even have the opportunity to excel at sales in school to know if that's something you want to try. Yeah. So for me, that science path just made sense until until I you know tested out my skills and and really learned about sales. And then, yeah, as, as you said, it just kind of changes from there. Yeah, I love that. And just in, I'm curious to understand that, like what surprised you most about sales as a, as a profession when you actually first went into it? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing that surprised me um, was just how consultative sales professionals were or are today. So never once have I ever felt like a, you know, the traditional stereotypical salesperson. I've never, I've never felt like that, um, but I've always felt that I'm helping solve individuals and organizations specific challenges um, and roadblocks, and yeah. that's definitely the thing that surprised me the most. Yeah, it's it's definitely a common answer and something that myself and um, the others on the team here at Jesus too have experienced as well. Just in terms of that, there is such a clear stereotypical salesperson persona out there, and everyone kind of has that in the back of their head, but every time we we look at or speak to or like sell ourselves we just realize that that is such a almost like a backward way of thinking about it and not at all what sales is so yeah um i one thing that that really impressed me when i spoke to you a couple of weeks ago was was your confidence in how you manage a team and and just to help them reach their best potential i feel personally, that it's just amazing to see and something that we hear a lot of women in leadership find challenging, just that kind of finding that, like, really finding that confidence in what you do in every day. Um, so where do you think that confidence stems from? Yeah, so I mean, like anybody in, in sales, or even in, in career professional world, I've definitely had my fair share of challenges or, you know, times where there was roadblocks where I didn't know how I was going to get past it mm -hmm. but but uh, as I've mentioned my mom already but I think a lot of my confidence really does originally stem from my mom growing up my mom owned her own business she completed her MBA with two young kids um, I was seven and I was the oldest of the two of us and she moved her way up through various leadership positions and marketing and business development so having a role model like her definitely instilled confidence in myself really early on but, you know, once I hit the job market myself, a lot of my confidence actually came from my prospects and customers. Sounds kind of crazy, but I have had prospects that maybe never even purchased from me. And they would write back and say, you know, what can I do to help you 
they would write LinkedIn recommendations for me on how much they really appreciated my sales process and felt like I was honest and uh, really a consultative person in, in kind of their choice for choosing that technology or even a competitor's technology that I was there to help them through that process and help guide their business challenges. Wow. And so with my sales style, you know, I take that time to build strong and honest relationships with my prospects. Yeah. And so when I hear compliments from them about how they valued my opinion, uh, that confidence kind of grew and, and has led me to where I am today. That's amazing. And especially seeing that you're now managing a team yourself, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I think should be one of those strongest, like if I look up to a manager, I always think about just like the terms of like, how did they perform in their, like the role I'm currently in? What did they actually, like, how did they make you grow? Um, and also what like skills does your manager have that, um, that you, you want to have one day. And it sounds like you are ba basically like just mastering all of those where you, you really found the pain for your clients, you, um, and even that they reached out to you afters, even though you might not have closed that deal, uh, that is just really strong encouragement. And I feel like that's something that is often missed as well, just in terms of building that relationship with your clients. Because uh, I forget, some, like, I think people forget sometimes that it's two people on each side, just having a conversation about like finding the best solution for them. And it sounds like you just really hit the spot there. For sure. I mean, it took a lot of time to get there. I think you always stumble beginning in sales and, and the challenge too, is there's so many different sales methodologies out there and sales leader out there and people that tell you different things on what makes a great salesperson. And I think a big part of it is really finding your own style yeah. and being confident with that style and being uh, just super friendly and, and true to yourself. And I think that helps build the confidence when you're not trying to fake it and be, you know, a different type of salesperson, because there's a lot of different types of salespeople out there. For sure. I completely agree. And so in terms of like, as you are leading your own sales team today or BDR team, um, what would be like the top three skills that you would say makes a great BDR now when you manage for a while? Yeah, for sure. I mean, first and for foremost, it sounds a little bit cliche, but somebody who's tenacious or has that grit mm -hmm. um, is, is probably first and foremost, the most important skill for a BDR. You have to be able to push past the hard days and always stay confident in yourself. And someone who's not afraid to fail and try new things um, are definitely the most successful BDRs I've seen out there. Yeah. The second thing I would say is a critical thinker. So, you know, sometimes cold sales or BDR in particular, you know, it's tough. You're, you're grinding every day, you know, doing a lot of cold calls, a lot of outbound emailing. And you need to be able to think differently each and every day to not get stuck in kind of your, um, you know, the same ways that you've already done. Because yep. if all of a sudden one day your territory might not work for you. Something just what you've been trying for the last three months now doesn't work anymore because maybe, you know, a pandemic happens yeah. or maybe all of a sudden, um, you know, something else, some other global um, event has happened yep. that changes the way that your territory buys or thinks. Um, so you have to be able to critically think about your territory, your sales tactics, your approach um, each and every day. So critical thinking, I would say, is the second the second one. Yeah. And the third one I would just say is general organization. Um, this one is, is really important because especially in sales, you have so many different things to do from outbound prospecting to, uh, you know, discovery calls to potentially social selling to, you know, meetings with your managers or enablements. 
There's so many things that you have to, that go on each and every day. I know my team has so many things happening, particularly with a lot of enablement thrown in their calendar. And so you have to be able to keep yourself organized and know how to prioritize and work smarter and not harder. Those are the most, you know, most effective BDRs that, that push quickly to AE um, roles as well. Perfect. Yeah, no, it's a, I'm always like writing them down myself because it is something that you constantly have to remind yourself about as well. I think one that really stood out to me here is the critical thinker part. Like I myself often when you if you have a process in mind and then it worked for you for quite a while and you you know you have your routines and then all of a sudden something breaks those routines like your pattern isn't working out for you anymore. I think that's something like a lot of people have a hard time like taking a step back and reassess is something that is so valuable. But I do think that that is one of the hardest parts and something that I'm really, I think it's really cool that you pick that out as well as a manager and just like to be able to see that and maybe suggest it to to someone who might be struggling because of what's going on in the world or like maybe their territory or a branch or yeah, it would be like traveling, which might not be the best right now. And maybe they have to look at other markets, things like that. Um, so that's the one that really stood out to me because I, I personally have struggled with it in the past and it's something that I have to learn, learn the hard way. Um, yeah, I really like that. Um, yeah, I mean, one, one thing too, just on that is, you know, when my, anytime a rep comes to me and says, you know, uh, this month isn't the month, I'm not going to hit hit target this month, mm-hmm. I always say, okay, what have you been doing for the last three months? And they tell me, and I said, okay, I don't want you to do a single one of those things for the next three months. And, and then I say, tell me all the things you haven't done for the last three months. And we walk through those and I say, okay, those are the three things I want you to focus on for the next three months. Because, you know, you always have to just take a different approach and try new things to be able to um, reinvigorate your, your territory or your sales style. So, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And uh, I love that. I, I've never had anyone uh, approach me that way. I kind of wish that I did. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely something that, yeah, uh, I think that's that's a really cool way of looking at it. And also just like, as you said, three months is a long enough time to be like, okay, what have we done here? Like what went good, what went bad, but also just like redo something. Like, they, like just daring to try something new. I think that is something that, uh, a lot of managers might not do either. They might not give you the free reins of just like, okay, let's try something completely new because maybe they're stuck in their ways as well. So I think that's something that's really brave of you as well. You're, you're currently also a founder and sales consultant at Black Arrow. Please tell me more. Yeah. So, I mean, I love helping other companies solve business challenges that they are facing. Um, and I'm passionate about mentoring other sales professionals in the tech space. So that's why I started Black Arrow. Um, so Black Arrow is a small consulting company that helps small startups, um, usually less than 100 employees. So usually, you know, bootstrapped or Series A funded companies or seed round um, companies. Yep. We help them with sales process optimization, sales training and development, um, helping them identify product market fit, sometimes market research to identify new industrial or geographical markets to enter. Yep. Um, but on the flip side, Black Arrow also helps tenured sales professionals hit the ground running in new leadership roles and individuals looking for a career in tech sales. Um, so we help provide, you know, resume writing or resume review, interview prep and advice, um, that sort of stuff to individual sales, sales professionals as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, ultimately, if there's a sales challenge a business or individual is looking to solve, that's where Black Arrow may be able to, to help fit in. So yeah. Wow, that's amazing. When, uh, when did you start this? Yeah, so Black Arrow started um, about a year and a half ago now. Okay, that's, that's really cool. And honestly, I, I just got to say, because you have to be some kind of superwoman, because you're also a part-time professor at George College Brown. Um, and what made you interested in teaching and how have you experienced your first few weeks of doing it now? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as superwoman, but I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> Uh, uh, honestly, when I did my MBA a couple years back, I had some really incredible professors who were full-time sales or business professionals um, and taught part-time. And I actually thought that their real-world experience added such a unique and relevant kind of view to our courses. Mm -hmm. So I thought that after I graduated, that that maybe could be something I could do and provide to other students. I, I love teaching others new ways of selling or doing business in local or global markets, kind of what I do already in my day-to-day -day as, as a BDR manager. So, you know, I already teach my team new things each and every day and each week res with respect to selling and figured why not expand that more broadly and, and teach, you know, other individuals out, out there as well. For sure. It's, um, that's definitely something that the more women we speak to, um, through she sells too the more of them we hear as well and this is obviously something that's top of mind for us as well it's just the fact that teaching people about sales and just different way of sales and different ways of like what sales can be uh, and giving them that more true image of what it is and what it contains um it is more important than ever in like also doing so at when people are studying if it's at college university if it's even further down the line uh, or earlier at earlier stages, um, it's just so important. So I uh, I'm really impressed by what that you're doing that as well. And I, I'm curious, just have you experienced any like what do you see so far teaching your class? Or do you have any preconceptions that you already like that people ask you about or anything like that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I didn't really know what kind of questions I would get as a professor as I started teaching and. One question I get frequently in a lot of, you know, doesn't matter, really matter what, what aspect I'm teaching is, can you give us an example from, you know, your past or current experience? Mm -hmm. And they all want to know about it from a tech and software perspective, okay. um, less so from a, you know, another industry, like let's say manufacturing or retail. Yeah. So I find that quite interesting. And to me is really exciting to, to see the amount of interest in technology and really be able to learn from my experiences in the industry in uh, Toronto and also just my experience as a sales professional because I don't talk a lot about sales tactics necessarily in my career but or in my teaching story but I can definitely lean on a lot of those experiences to educate people about what sales is like yeah. and it's great for me to be able to share that knowledge with with other people and hopefully help them change their perspective of you know what a career in technology sales really looks like yeah for sure I think that's something that is super valuable as well when it comes to just being able to ask someone who actually works in sales right now in an industry that you'd be interested in working in uh, is like gold. I never had that experience where we studied like what would you do as a you know salesperson, but it was just like textbook reading basically. Um, and it was always mixed in more with like, but you should lean towards marketing or you should lean like a business degree, which I had was never like 
really angling you towards like you can be a very successful salesperson. Uh, so having someone with that experience and in um, in tech that would come and speak to to my class back in the day about that would be something invaluable, I would say. Uh, sure. One of our like main focuses as she sells too is is to get more women uh, to explore sales as a career. So what would you like what would you say to to women thinking about going into sales right now? Yeah, I would say absolutely do it. I mean, there definitely aren't enough women in sales. And some of the best salespeople and sales leaders that I've I've worked with specifically are women. And I'm not just saying that because I am a woman in sales. I have some really awesome female mentors that are in sales that are, you know, CEOs or VPs within Salesforce. Run, you know, they run their own companies. They founded companies. And there are some incredible women in sales. And I think women do so well in sales because of, you know, their emp- they've got a little bit more empathy sometimes than, yeah. than the men do. And it helps them be such great consultants in, in that career. So, um, yeah, I mean, sales gives, gives people, you know, the financial and personal freedom that they're looking for, but also allows them to be creative and challenged each and every day. And, and every day looks different. So it's such a great balance. And especially if you want to, you know, have a family one day, um, or if you already have a family, you know, sales can give you that balance that you're looking for and, and give you a little bit more of that freedom than a traditional um, career path. So, I mean, I'm all for it. I, I'm a big fan and big advocate, obviously, but um, I think women should definitely go into into a career in sales. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with all of that, what you just said. It's a, and also just one tricky question that we, we like to ask just because it's something that we obviously work uh, to change every single day, but how do you think that we can change the society's like negative preconceptions about sales? Yeah, I mean, for all the salespeople out there, each of us as salespeople, we have a responsibility to build trust and honest relationships with our prospects and customers. So, you know, to all the salespeople that are out there, you know, be a problem solver, build rapport, be candid and honest, and be kind and courteous on each and every call you make. Together, as salespeople, we can all help change society's negative preconceptions of sales, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I know. That's a that's a great answer. And um, I also, it's just with you being here today, uh, doing this for us, sharing your story with all our listeners, like, we really, really appreciate it. It's, uh, it was very inspiring. And just in terms of, we want to kind of like slowly change this preconception one step at a time, one interview at a time, and just be like, you you uh, taking part of this, just sharing your story with other people that are listening and might be thinking about going into sales and now they might really be thinking about going into sales. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time for this today. Of course, thank you so much for having me. And I mean, I hope listeners out there are, have changed their view a little bit and taken at least one thing from this podcast. And uh, hopefully I get to connect with some of them in the future. <laughs>